With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cast. Subscribe to Cast Plus, where you can listen ad-free. And check out our Lost in Panama after show episodes, where Jeremy and I sit down to dissect this case in far more detail than we're able to get into the main show. There's so much more to talk about here. Rabbit trails we didn't have time for, and Jeremy and I dig deep in these after-show episodes. To listen to them, just go to castmedia.com slash castplus. Hey guys. Hola mi gente. Welcome to Lost in Panama, the after-show where Jeremy and I discuss the behind-the-scenes of this investigation and all the additional details you might be wondering about. Jer, thank you for being on for this long haul. We've made it to the last after show. Yes, thank you for having me. And this last chapter is kind of the end of this wild adventure, or maybe not. It, we'll talk about how we've advanced the case and what we've learned. Looking back now... Do you think it was an accident, a murder, or a combination of both? I'm reluctant to make an editorial declaration. I've made that mistake before, twice, and I'm very grateful for the chance to go back a third time. And I think that there is too much unknown yet to make an objective journalistic call. I think we can talk about some of our opinions, some of the things that still need to be done. One of the major discoveries that we were able to pull off this trip was realizing that the the second river crossing, the Monkey Bridge there on the Culebra, does not appear in the photograph taken by Chris Orlesan on the night of April 8th. We'd been told that it did. I'd been told that by Panamanian authorities. And that was always a, a huge sticking point for me to make an accident scenario seem unbelievable. You remember how many people we encountered on that trail, Mariana? Yes. And, and it really took us, as you guys heard, spending the night there trying to recreate these photos and kind of realizing like it's it's not that easy. It's kind of really hard. You have to be in these weird angles that are very forced. And even so you couldn't get it. You couldn't get it right. And we were told by the court certified forensic photography expert, Eric Johnson, that uh, there is no bridge in that photo, that it's just static essentially. And we didn't get it into the episode, but I, while I was in Panama, I ran that photo by the Panamanian forensic department, and they also said nothing here. So whoever came up with this was not probably an official photography expert. Rafael Guerrero, who we spoke to, who was part of the investigation, tried to kind of blame it on the Dutch. That mm. They told them that, that they told the Panaman, Panamanian side that, but I, I'm a little skeptical. The crux of this theory that we heard from Margarita about the murder scenario. I just want to say one more thing that I, I don't think made it into the episode where we talked about the night pictures. 
And it was when Johnson told us that the flash on that camera was only good for about 11 feet. And in that same photo that they believe they see the bridge, I think that's 550, the opposite bank of the river is visible. It's dim, but it's being shown through, it's being picked up by the flash. And what, the river there is about 60 feet across? So there's no way, now that we know the range of the flash, there's Hmm. no way that they, even if the bridge... Forget the bridge, right? But they cannot be on the Culebra at that site or anywhere near there because it's a very big, wide river. So they have to be in some much narrower river canyon for the the far wall to be picked up by the flash, you know? And that's kind of where I was going, which is the crux of this possible murderer theory is the night photos still continue to not make a lot of sense, right? And I think this is also kind of a feather in the cap of our investigation and of our team is that it really appears as though those pictures were a result of the flash going off of the, uh, you know, the infrared rangefinder being used as a light source. And then if you hold it down too long, it triggers the flash. So if the women were in fact taken to this murder house on the secret trail, is it that they escaped and were trying to find their way around the jungle with this flash? Did these guys, as Margarita said, like, are they savvy enough to have kind of recreated that? Just seems hard. It does. And yet, on the other hand, the things that are in common between what Margarita told us and what she couldn't have known in all likelihood, which is, for example, that she told us about the kerosene, mm-hmm. autopsy shows bone bleaching. And there are differences that I think we should talk about briefly, but the commonalities, the similarities between what she says Morgas told her and what Morgas told the cops, according to the police report, and that was uh, not something she could have known about. We couldn't even find it for weeks. And she's never had access to you know, the Kramer's phone case files. So that seems unlikely that, that Morgas tells her that Sabrason and Henry are responsible. And he's also telling that to the cops. The difference is that in her version, Morgas is a participant in the crime. And according to what he tells the cops, he had nothing to do with it. Of course, that's self-preservation, perhaps. He just didn't mm. want to tell his, his own involvement. So what do you think? about Feliciano and Tito's involvement? Well, let's take that one at a time. Feliciano is definitely behaving strangely if you look at the entire sequence of events. And one thing that's that's often stuck out to me is that on the day that they don't show up for their tour with him on April 2nd, and he knows where they're staying, and it's in the police file that Eileen Weirneck, the, the woman working at the Spanish language school, she doesn't know where they're staying, but he does. And he goes to their room. So imagine you book a tour with somebody and you don't show up. And instead of just thinking, oh, they didn't want to go, they changed their mind, going to the house where they stay and entering their room. And you know, I've never been able to, to wrap my head around that until we heard from Margarita that it was, in fact, Tito, who was supposed to take them out on a tour, not Feliciano. And that's corroborated by what Morgas tells the cops, that Tito was supposed to meet the women and take them out on a tour. So just a pure speculation. But if Feliciano knew that, right, he told Tito to take the Dutch women out and then they don't show up the next day. Now, that's a motivation to go to their room and because he probably knows his son has a bad reputation. Especially given the profile, the psychological profile that we were given of Tito. 
and his reputation. The fact that Osman is murdered, according to his police report, Osman Valenzuela is murdered, and Morgas, according to the police report, last person to see him alive. That bears out with what Mama Osman indicated to us. Tito and Sabreson are both questioned. They're both at the scene of the crime, and they're both questioned by the cops. And that's very suspicious. Certain things we've uncovered have made me think that an accident is certainly plausible. The fact that there is a murder of a member who was in a fight with this gang and claims to have a fight over Chris and Lasan allegedly, claims to have seen them with the gang on the streets of Boquete, and he winds up dead three days after they go missing. That's, that'd be a huge coincidence, wouldn't it? But it's not a smoking gun. But it, it certainly gives me pause. And then how many people around town told us that, what's the phrase? It's Boquete's dirty little secret. Mm-hmm. We heard that or something similar to it so often, uh, including from the brother of one of the gang members. Mm-hmm. And just the overall fear in town about speaking to this case, that most of the interviews we had to do in the dead of night, in in a car so that people wouldn't be seen with us, et cetera. We should you know, we should talk, too, about the, the, the coincidence of three people so close. To, to listen to the rest of this after show, go to castmedia.com slash cast plus. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 